The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago. And this is Waddle and Sylvie. Live from the old National Bank Studio. WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. Football Friday, Bears and Lions. Justin's back. The Bears are getting healthier. Um, I don't think, like, everyone on the injury report as of, like, as far as, like, the notables are questionable. So even Edmonds was listed as, as yes. But Jack he, Sanborn is listed as questionable. He was sick, I think, but I didn't. I think Eberflu said he's trending in the right direction, so... Like, Edmonds did not practice most of the week and then was limited today. And he's uh, listed as questionable. DNP, DNP, limited today. Questionable. Foreman, questionable, limited all week. And then, uh, like you said, Sanborn, uh, Noah Sewell is out uh, for this game. And, and Tweaked his knee in practice, yeah, I think. Yeah, let's bring in uh, Tom Thayer. He's a part of our outstanding broadcast. Him and uh, Joniak have your hometown call. Right here on ESPN 1000, it is a noon kick. Our pregame coverage will begin with uh, Mellor's Fantasy Football Show at 7 o'clock, then uh, Black and Abdallah at 8 o'clock. Dion, Lance, and me will be on at 10 o'clock with the network pregame, which uh, Thayer is a big part of. And Tom joins us right now on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. Uh, Tom, how are you feeling today? Oh, I feel great. How do you feel? I feel, How do you feel, Sylvie? I, I, I feel great. I feel I'm not. Tw- listen, I'm not questionable. I'm not limited. No. I'm not DNP. I'm 100% ready full to go. go. Yeah, and full look, go. He's full you, go. I think you played hurt a couple weeks ago, didn't you? And you 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 powered through. Uh no. I mean, I I, I was sick during the week, one of the weeks, but. No, I've been uh, I've been good to go. Listen, and if I wasn't feeling good, I'd go and get an IV, and I'd feel fine by the time. There you go, the type of guy you are, Tom Thayer. Brought to you by UI Health. That's why he's so healthy. No question. Yeah, Tom. Um, listen, I, I like watching the Chiefs play. There's no question about that. Obviously, I love watching my Bears play as well. But I have to tell you, from looking at all of the teams that they have faced to this point on their schedule, this is the one that interests me most. Am I crazy for that because of what the Lions have been able to do over the last year plus? I 100% agree with you. I, I'm couldn't. I, I'm as excited for this game as I was the opening week of the season yep. against Green Bay because I thought the Bears could be a part of something special and uh, change over, you know, change of the guard, as they say. But um, you know, T. Waddle, everything from the culture that the head coach has created, the performance of the Detroit Lions. Last year, being there and seeing the change of the building, and finally, uh, and I, I wasn't wishing for it, but you know, we've been a part of all those games inside the Silver Dome or the Ford Center, or whatever it's called. And last year was the most hostile the Detroit crowd has ever been, and I think this year it's going to be even more so. And so, it's something that the Bears are going to have to try to take control of. Um, 
either that or they're going to get drowned out in noise from start to finish. Tom, can you look at what the Lions have done and say, hey, that's a blueprint that we can identify with and maybe one we should follow in a number of ways? Um, yeah, you know, I mean, you know, you have to have a developing offensive line that has developed thing uh, that's the efficient runner pass, uh, a, a quarterback that's making uh, decisions on the road and even better decisions at home. They have a, a, a dual threat backfield that they run equally as well, and they're both averaging, you know, in the high four, Dave Montgomery 4-7 and Gibbs 5-3. Um, and they have a complementary defense with the pass rusher that you have to account for. And so I do think there's a blueprint of um, players, but it's as long as the the Bears players, the young guys continue to develop, the veterans hold on to what they have, just like Detroit has. And, um, you know, I think to me, I've said it before to you guys, and I'll say it again, that Dan Campbell reminds me so much of Mike Ditka when he was a young coach, you know, former tight end. He held the high standards for what and how he wanted his players to compete in practice and in the in game conditions. And then analytically, he doesn't only, you know, he doesn't go everything by analytics. Sometimes he flies by the seat of his pants. And you saw it when they played Kansas City earlier in the year when they ran a fake uh, punt early in the game. And then this past weekend, throwing for it on fourth down. So, you know, he's he's a hard guy to pre-predict what he's going to do. Tom, do you believe that when the season is all tucked away, that we'll look back at this moment, the, the first game of these seven, and say, oh, when Justin was hurt, the light went on for him, and he was able to turn it on for these last seven games? Well, I, I mean, I think it's a, a, a two-man part there. I think it's, you know, what did Luke Getze learn about Justin Fields in his absence? What did he learn from Tyson Bajan about how to make the offense more effective? And then uh, what is Justin doing um, in, the, in the obvious passing downs? And then what is he doing on first down? You know, I, I think up until this point, Justin's taken nine sacks down. And if you want to kind of, Think in small the you know the micro fractions of what's important in this game. If the Bears aren't successful on first down, you're going to play right into the crowd. And second and third down are going to be as difficult of second and third down as you've had this year. So um, uh, you know Luke has to compliment Justin as much as Justin has to compliment the play. Tom, did you say that they've had nine first down sacks or Justin's take taken nine first down sacks this year? Is that what you said? Yeah. Yes. That's crazy. Like, I mean, and, and, and as much as I've heard you talk across the, the, the different shows for a long time about the importance of first down, and, and that's something that this entire offense has not been able to accomplish, and that is more positive plays on first down than negative plays. I didn't realize that that was a stat. That's eye-popping. Yeah, you know, especially when you think of RPO and play action. Right. You know, play, play action – um, I should be the most confident, aggressive blocking for an offensive line they can have because you, it's not like drop back pass where your opponent knows that you have to stay, sustain your block for three seconds. And an, uh, and, and an offensive line, if they are play action, 
and they really disguise it and come off the ball like they're actually running the ball, then you can really create deceptions to the second level and get those guys out of position and then have an easy identified completion that you should know coming out of the huddle. The only thing that kind of disappoints me nowadays of the modern NFL about play action is I hate offensive tackles that are in two-point stance on play action because your your helmet is already a higher level than if you're in a three-point stance. And then when you come out of a two-point stance and you come off the ball, then your helmet rises even more. The key ingredient in selling a play-action pass is the offensive linemen to keep their helmets as low as possible. So... Um, you know, if, if for me, if I was, you know, had any, if I was coaching a young offensive line, I would tell them to, you know, be in a three-point stance as much as you possibly can, and then put emphasis on keeping your helmets as low as possible to really sell the play action for the quarterback. Question for both of you guys. We're talking to Tom Thayer at Swaddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000. The thumb is is never going to be 100% the rest of the way. So, like, the pain and the tolerance and dealing with it in a a full game, will that affect him more with his normal passing and accuracy, or will that affect him more when he runs the football and the possibility of falling or the possibility of, of them trying to knock the ball out and rip it away and, and 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 the pain there. What do you guys think? You go first, T. Waddle. Uh, I think that this is this is a man's league, and if guys have the opportunity to affect that thumb in any way, shape, or form on the other side of the football, they're going to take shots at it. So I would think that. It, I mean, honestly, if you can tell me that he can throw, make every throw, or is capable of making nearly every throw. I would be more concerned with with guys coming and trying to swipe at the ball as they were rushing the passer or if, in fact, they were trying to tackle him if he tucked and ran. Well, if it, if the thumb did interfere with any types of throws that he's required to make, then he shouldn't that be playing. Be, that would be a red flag immediately. My number two concern with center quarterback exchange directly under center if the center, because it's going to be a silent count, snapped the ball a half a second early where he didn't have his hands extra, exaggeratedly open so he doesn't hit the thumb. And then number three, if you're going to run to the right, the ball is in your right hand to keep it outside away from approaching defenders. If you run it to the left, it's in your left hand to keep it away from approaching defenders. If you're trying to protect the hand, does that make you want to run the ball more one-sided so it's away if it, so your your right hand is away from being tackled you know i think you have to take all those things in consideration but the number one point if you can't make every throw that you're required to make and then i i would i would be concerned from that yeah, point i mean on. if he can't make every throw then you can't play him i mean that right. would, would this affect the run get him running the ball though because of falling him breaking a fall or because of like you guys said sure. like if he's got it tucked in his left arm and he's running time to the left and, and like he puts his arm out to try and get uh, with his free hand his right hand that thumb there you know like this is why this, this is, is something that's going to that would concern me the remainder of the season for the, all of those reasons 
Right. And then if he's running to the right and he has the ball tucked in his right hand so it's near the sideline, and then he gets stood up by a guy and then a guy comes in for the peanut punch, yep. you know, are they punching the ball or the thumb? So you're you're I mean there's going to have you're going to have to pay attention to a little bit of everything but Justin's a a super tough guy yeah. and I I don't think that something is going to you know de you know hopefully he's not thinking about the thumb more than he's thinking about football and if that was K that was a case and it was evident to any of the Bears coaches then you would have to make a call about that as well. Tom, uh, with Nate Davis back, do they have their best five in front of Justin with uh, also with Braxton Jones back and having a couple of games under his belt? I, I think so. And, uh, you know, a lot of it has to do with the consistency of a spiral snap by Lucas Patrick. You know, I'm sure I, I think Cody maybe is a little stronger if you want to, you know, compete these guys in a weight room. But I, I'm not a big fan of the knuckleball shotgun snap. And as much as you use the shotgun nowadays, I like the consistency of, of a spiral snap for Justin. But when you look at the exterior, the two guards and the two tackles, I think this is um, probably the, the best group that they're going to have on the field. The only thing I would pay attention to, T. Waddle, you know that stadium as it fills in yeah. and all those people start exhaling and cheering, the temperature does go up. Now, Nate Davis has to show to me that he's in condition if they do have multiple double-digit drives and he can give the effort that is expected out of him. And, Tom, like uh, nothing drives me more crazy, and I'm sure you feel the same way, than than illegal procedure penalties, dead ball penalties. And, uh, my God, I hope that is something that they're talking about up at Hallis Hall right now. If you're Braxton Jones or you're Darnell Wright or whoever you are on that line of scrimmage, you can't be sitting at first and 15 every single drive. Right. And, you know, the I think the tempo of the cadence is different between Tyson Bajant than it is Justin. And so now they have to fall into that rhythm during the course of the week and kind of get an understanding of, you know, how they're alerted to the ball is going to be snapped by the way Lucas Patrick kind of tells the offensive line what he's thinking. And I'm, I'm with you, T. Waddle. If you start first and 15 or mm. you go back to second and 10, then you're going to get the crowd riled up and then it's going to be, you know, a more difficult working atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, do you believe this is off the Bears game, but uh, not just because of injuries, because someone took it that we're just saying this because of injuries, but the NFL trade deadline is the earliest of any sports. Like Waddle just did the math. The This is the equivalent of where the NFL has it in baseball to how, after how many games? Uh, baseball was 106 games for the Cubs last year, and I believe in the NBA it was after 54, 55 games. So right now it's not even at the halfway point. Right. So that would be like after 80 games or 70-some games in a baseball season. Do you believe that the NFL should push back the trade deadline? Uh, you know, I don't care, but I, it's not <laughs> mandatory for me because I don't think you're going to bring in a game changer um, at, you know, if you have a void or you, you need you, there's a position you need to fill. I think when you look at the future contract status of Montez Sweat before he came aboard, you see what the Bears did. They made the trade, and then they signed him to a long-term contract. It seems like baseball, if the, the, you get these teams that are, you know, they're trying to dump money as quickly as they can. 
Oh, hold on. Yeah, what happened there? Did, did, on. did one on. of the dogs yeah. uh, mess with the uh, machine? <laughs> you guys there? Yeah. yeah. We got you. Yeah, we got you. What happened, what happened? there? Sorry. Did you kick the cord? fell off, and then it, it became unplugged. Where did I lose you? No, we, we no, heard, we heard we, you yeah, all the way we, throughout. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's, and then I don't know if you know this, but we got a text from Joniak. He told us not to tell you. But we feel like it's our duty to tell you that Saturday night you guys have a road trip to Monroe, Michigan, um, 39 miles uh, away from Detroit yeah. for dinner. Yeah. Uh, is that okay with you? You know what? I won't give him the punch that I gave him the first time he lied to me. I will give him a knockout punch if that was the case because he already tried lying. He did lie to me like 20 years ago in the middle of a blizzard. And I dropped him in the elevator shaft. Oh, yeah. And if he did it again. Dropped him in the elevator shaft. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, give us a kind of a, uh, a, a game plan for how you go up there and beat this team. Uh, like I said, you got to be successful on first down. And if, it's, if you got to run play action on first down and use Cole Komet, Darnell Mooney, uh, Tyler Scott, you know, but I, I, I do want more reps always. I want more throws to DJ more. I, I want as many to him as I yes. possibly can get. But if I can get, um, you know, if I can get Justin to the outside where he has an obvious window, a one-two option, I don't give, don't give me, you know, with reads that start at the right sideline and bring me all the way back to the left sideline. I don't need that. I need immediate football because if you're organized with the snap count, then be aggressive at, on the play. If you're not super organized with the snap count and there's an offensive lineman maybe that's getting off the ball an eighth of a second slower than the rest of the guys, then that can create dysfunction. But like I said, if you have that play action and you can be super aggressive at the snap of the ball and then you can create the, uh, the, the obvious targets, I think you can play into the hands of the strength of Justin and you know you can get yourself into a second and six to a second and four scenario so that you can ha- you know you can include the running game in both second and third down opportunities. And Tom finally knowing that the coach Eberflus is 6 and 21 in his time here in Chicago. He's over for the division. Uh, doesn't have a signature win. If you go up to Detroit and beat this team that is leading your division, and the same, uh, I'll throw Justin into the equation as well. How meaningful a victory would it be for the coach, the quarterback? I would be unbelievable because this is going to be as as physical as of a team that they have played this year. You know, Kansas City's not necessarily physical. Uh, you know, the other teams that they played throughout the course of the year, you didn't know what you were going to get week one with Jordan Love in that version of Green Bay Packers. Look, man, this is a physical football team. On the defensive line of scrimmage and then on the offensive line of scrimmage, from the running back position and everywhere else, if you can go up to Detroit and you can go toe-to-toe heavyweight-style fight, then you know you better you can fly home from Green Bay riding high, and I think it would mean a lot to the remainder of the season as well. Tom, we'll talk to you on Sunday. Thanks for your Thanks, time, Tom. Bye. There you go.
We had some uh, we had some connection problems, obviously. Yeah, I think no he was going... borrowing Coach Eberflus's phone. <laughs> uh, Thayer brought to you by UI Health. All right, we've got Waddle's World coming up. Doug Kazarian is going to join us uh, at 4 o'clock. A lot to do on this football Friday. If you want to participate, 312-332-3776. Adam Amin is doing the game nationally. He's going to join us coming up at uh, 5 o'clock as well. So uh, we've got a lot going on. It's a football Friday. You've made it to your weekend on Waddle and Sylvie. This is Waddle's World. And in Chicago, Tom Waddle. He can't run, he's not fast, but he gets open. Bears legend. Amazing. Nine career TDs in the NFL. He caught everything that was thrown and took every hit that they could give him. Tom Waddle. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? It's time to find out what's on Tom's mind. Is that why you are here? As we go inside Waddle's World. Friday. Waddle's World is brought to you by our great friends and partners at Wintrust Community Banks. They are Chicago's banks. Find your nearest Wintrust Community Bank. Visit Wintrust.com slash find us, member FDIC. You've heard of uh, Black Friday, right? Where retailers and shoppers uh, kind of do their thing yeah, day after like, Thanksgiving. And it basically now starts all of, no, like, it starts in November, right? It starts, like, the beginning of November. Do you know who else... The Friday after Thanksgiving is the busiest day of the year for as well. I'll give you a hint. Uh, you want a hint? Pizza, like carry out. Well, I guess yeah. no, because everyone's got leftovers. Leftovers. So you want a, you want a hint? Movie These theaters. These people call it Brown Friday. These people. Plumbers. Yes, Meller. Wow. Well done. Because of all the usage of the toilets? The day after Thanksgiving is widely known as Black Friday for retailers and shoppers across the U.S., but plumbers say they refer to it as Brown Friday because they encounter an influx of sewage and dirty sink water. Roto-Rooter, which is a nationwide plumbing company, said it's the busiest day of the year for them, with incoming calls increasing 50% above the average Friday. The company said their plumbers see many kitchens, sinks, uh, clogged or jammed uh, garbage disposals, main sewer clogs, and toilet clogs during Turkey Day weekend. Turkey grease, as well as pasta and rice, are at the top of the list. Plus, many guests likely means more people are using sinks, toilets, showers, and bathtubs. Guests who stay overnight might also need to do laundry. The extra strain on the pump plumbing system is like the proverbial last straw that breaks a camel's back. Never would have guessed. Never would have guessed. And like, it's not just the toilets. Like you said, it's the those sinks. All of it. Says here, chances are that the house already had a partially clogged drain or two, but the problem was not altogether noticeable yet. However, once a few more guests show up, the drains become overwhelmed. So here's some uh, some tips for you, okay? Okay. Poop in the neighbor's house. No, that's not one of them. In the yard. Never pour fats or cooking oils down the drain. I learned this at a young age. Like, you would put it in, like, a, a Folgers can. jar or something. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Wipe grease from pots with paper towels and throw those into the trash. Avoid putting stringy, fibrous, or starchy waste in the garbage disposal. Poultry skins, celery, Fruit and potato peels, for example, cannot be fully and sufficiently broken down. Make sure the disposal is running when you put food in it. Yes. Don't wait until it's a full. It's full to turn it on. Don't uh, stick your fingers down the disposal 
Either. That is true. For homes hosting weekend guests, it's a good idea to wait 10 minutes between showers so slow drains have time to do their job. And never flush cotton balls, swabs, hair, or wet wipes down a toilet. They don't dissolve, and they will cause clogs. What else have I told you? Don't put tampons down the toilet. Condoms. Correct. No tampons or condoms in your... You can't flush those. Those will completely wreck your system. I like the house guest who's coming over and is trying to flush down some used condoms. (laughs) You never know when you got grown children. You know, and they bring over a boyfriend, uh, or vice versa. You got a you got a son, and they bring over the girlfriend. Like you wrap it up in a few Kleenexes, and you put in the garbage. There you go. I mean, like I don't know why you got to put it in the toilet. You don't, and you shouldn't. Right? You're right because you're going to screw up your plumbing. I don't know where you like. Not every place is Pleasantville, my man. Like, you get some crazy relatives <laughs> that come over to the house and want to want to you know want to want to get their thing on. You had a few drinks, you know, feeling frisky. Next thing you know. Yeah, but the the after Thanksgiving sex is like a no-go. That's a that's a tough one. Keep going. I'm just yeah. saying that you're I full and you're Sophie's right. You 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 stuff you stuff the turkey on Thanksgiving and you too, keep it at that. Yeah. You're too stuffed. You may let one out. What about on Friday? Oh yeah, for sure, Friday. Right. right. Well, this is for people that are having house guests that aren't we don't expel them after dinner. Like you're, you're allowed to stay. So maybe you wake up the next morning, morning, and you know I don't know what you're doing. Told you years ago, my wife had a stomach bug on Thanksgiving. Oh really? And she wasn't feeling well. She thought she was getting over it. And um, so then she was nauseous on the drive home. This was at my parents' house years ago. This is when my dad was still around. When your dad was the king of the Thanksgiving. He made a great turkey, yeah. and. Um, so I had, my mom gave us, you know, a couple of those jewel plastic bags as a barf bag Ooh. for the ride home. Little did I know, though, that she gave us one that had a hole in it. Oh, what? So sure enough, we're, we're at the gas station and she puked in the, in the barf bag, but it leaked all over because there was a hole in it. I think that's Not how we got the to top, the gas right? station to clean up. Okay. Because it, it went all over. Maybe that was your mom just playing a trick on you. It was some trick. It's a good trick. After Thanksgiving? Yeah. Not good. I give your, I give your wife high marks for, for actually going to the Thanksgiving dinner with a stomach bug. I know. That's where I tap out and say, go enjoy she Thanksgiving tried to power dinner. power through it. Oof. Boy, that's, that's something. That'd be hard to do. Uh, anyway, the NFL is investigating the Bengals for uh, the injury report compliance issue. Um, they did not list quarterback Joe Burrow on their injury list this week over the wrist ailment that ultimately ruled him out of Thursday night's loss during the game against the Ravens. The Bengals had posted a video uh, on Twitter uh, Wednesday night of Burrow getting off the team bus wearing what appeared to be a soft cast on his right hand. They later deleted the post. Appeared to be hampered by the injury against the Ravens before leaving the game in the second quarter, and now he will be out the rest of the year. Uh, my guess is, is they're in some trouble. Now explain why this is. You, you've explained this for a long time. Well, listen, once you invite the world of gambling into your arena, which I'm totally fine with, and I think that it should have been invited in, these, this marriage should have taken place years ago. But once you do that, then I believe that transparency is a top 
two or three issue for the league on a week in and week out basis. You have to have you're asking people you're, you're allowing the gambling to take place legally. You have decided we're going to take the advertising cash and the partnership money. You got to make sure that those people that are gambling on your games and making these games so profitable and so popular, they're getting all of the information that's important. Remember, like even before all of this, the injury report came out years and years and years ago, basically for gamblers. I mean, that's what it was all about. It was it was to make sure everybody, everything was on the up and up, and it was as clean and, and forthright as humanly possible. Even, even when it was illegal. It, yes. Like, what do you think that the injury report was for? Was to make sure that, you know, everything was, was on the up and up, and, you know, you didn't have guys doing strange and weird things. So the injury report is there for a reason. And if you are, you know, messing around with it, what you're doing is, is I think you're violating the trust that exists with your, like, uh, for example, I had a couple of plays last night, a couple of parlays that had Joe Burrow passing attempts attached to it. I would have never played Joe Burrow as part of, of this course. wager if, in fact, I knew there was an injury that could keep him out of the game at some point. And it's the trust because you want and then the books then. One book, ESPN Bats, refunded yes. all the the Burrow Bengal Bats. Yes. But others, you know, didn't. And then, like, is that now going to be an expectation if one of the teams lies? Are they going to have to return money? Like, that's not... You want everyone to be on the up and up. I, I actually applaud the Bears this week. Like you always say, is the juice worth the squeeze? They could have played the game about Bage Interfields. We're, we, we don't know. We don't know. Like what we're going to see until the, the late in the week. Oh, you know, Justin and Bajan play yeah. the game differently. No, they told you on Wednesday, Fields is our starter. Yeah. It's not it's worth. It should be. You're not going to get an advantage. No. They know how to prepare for both. Correct. They're going to be prepared. Just be on the up and up and tell everyone, our plan is for Fields to play. Right. If you had, if the Bengals had listed Joe Burrow as questionable. With a risk. With a risk. I'm not going to make that play, that bet. Oh, he's playing. He's nursing a sore wrist. Right. So I would go somewhere else. Again, if you're inviting the gambling element into the arena which I'm totally cool with, then you have to make sure you err on the side of being overly transparent. I'm at so we'll see what the league does with, with the Bengals, but something tells me that they're they're gonna be they're gonna be in trouble. Dan Campbell has said he's not interested in the Texas A and M job. His own moderate came to, uh, had come to him uh, and they asked him if uh, he'd be interested in coming and coaching the Aggies. He said no. Said no thanks, love y'all, but uh, I'm going to stay here. And you like that too? I do, I do. I mean, why would I want my head coach? If I'm a Detroit Lions fan, why would I want my head coach trying to kind of get around the question, try to evade the question, or, or, or not wanting to answer the question? That wouldn't sit well with me. Uh, the White Sox have made a trade. They sent Aaron Bummer to the uh, Braves for five yes. players. Mike Soraka's back. Soroka. Soracha! Bulls got it to 24. <laughs> do, you, do you remember Mike Soraka? I do. Yeah. I, so this is Mike Soroka. Yeah. Was he, I, wasn't he the rookie of the year? His first year with the Braves? Yes, I believe you're correct. And he's had some a couple of shoulder yeah, injuries. He's only since. 26. 
But uh, he is he started out right as a righty, but had to go lefty because he had so many shoulder injuries, Mellor. Yes. Is that true? <laughs> I'm not sure if that's accurate. But uh, anyway, uh, also Chris Getz has said, hey, come and get it. Everybody's available. Come and get it. Luis Robert I don't Dillon's, like our team. I don't like him either. Uh, everybody is available. Nobody's untouchable. He's like, I got five for Bubber. How many can I get for Cease now? This is Guess. He said, I'm going to get nine players yeah. for Cease. Some Feels of like them, a fantasy football trade. Yes. Getz said in a USA Today interview, I've made it very clear that the White Sox are willing to listen in on any of our players. Any of them. I don't like our team. That's transparent right there as well. We're we may keep... turn out and like Chris Getz, maybe. You know well, what? Who knows? Still, the yeah. process wasn't right, but the manager gets to yeah. stay. Uh, you can't have him. You can have any of our players. Yeah. Don't touch your manager. Can't have him. Well, yeah, he's untouchable. Uh, as we told you earlier, earlier, Michigan has fired their linebackers coach, Chris Partridge. He was trying to do, uh, throw some stuff in the dumpster, right? Like he was pulling a Cubs... Uh, Throw uh, all of the birthday cards for Ron Santo into the dumpster trick. Wasn't that what they did? What did they do? Did they throw a cake out? What did they do? It was both. It was a cake and a card. It was both. That was back when, the Cubs, back when the Cubs weren't doing things the right way, right? There, there was one where it was a dumpster with, like, cards and signs. And then there was one after they had a celebration, I think, at one of the museums. And they just dumped out the cake in the back. Yeah. But, yes, this is... Uh, Come on now. What was what was Chris Partridge doing? Well, what are you doing, Chris? He did, was destroying evidence. Do we know that? Or did he just like, no, he, no. you know, when he got angry at his computer? Have you ever like thrown something like your computer's not working? No, I think so that's the, the dumbest thing in the world. Oh, okay. When you throw stuff that is like, uh, like, don't get me wrong. I've had a temper. But when you throw stuff that's expensive, what are you doing? You're only hurting yourself more. You know, how about this, too? Did you know this about Par- uh, Partridge? He had been Michigan's director of player personnel in 2015, then served as the special teams coach, safeties coach, and eventually the linebackers coach from 2016 to 2019. He then spent three seasons as the co-defensive coordinator at Ole Miss before returning to Michigan in February of 2023. Oh, so he wasn't around these. Interesting. Oh, this is his first year back. First year back. Yeah. Um... What do you believe that they could be distracted this week? No, I think they're going to put forty-five on Maryland. It, it's the look-ahead game. I'm gonna I'm gonna play this and like they're it. They're nineteen. They're night. They're, it's it's a, they're nine, a nineteen a big, point favorite. They're on the road. It's the look-ahead game. Um, they're sort of waving the white flag on. Okay, we're not fighting it anymore. And Ohio State's next week is sort of the sandwich game here. Michigan against the world. I know. They're getting my money again this week. They didn't want to fight the world this week, though. They were like, you know what? We don't want the fight. Because we're focusing on on the Terrapins. Or that we're guilty. Or we're focusing on the Terrapins. And we're firing a coach the the day before a game. The worst part of their willingness to accept the penalty is, is Harbaugh was supposed to speak today because today was the hearing. And Jim told everyone... That he was looking forward to the hearing. He could still talk. And then he was going to speak afterwards. Can't he still talk? Don't know. I don't know their policies at Michigan. 
What do you mean policies? I don't know what they're... they, they don't, don't have speak policies. policies There's huh? no policy. No, well, they do things Uncle, differently Uncle there. Uncle T's got no policies. Uh, they do things differently up there. Like, you don't think there's an Uncle T everywhere else in the Big Ten? By the way, Tim Smith is Uncle T. Who's Tim Smith? Tim Smith is a guy who has been like a... Running uh, back for the Redskins. Yes, former Super Bowl MVP. What, Mellor? Was it 228 yards or something? He set a record. He probably still stands, right? Yes. In the Super Bowl? Timmy Smith. Was so, it 87? I, that I don't know. Around there, uh, the Athletic reached Tim Smith, a local businessman and prominent donor who used to sit on the Champion Circle, a Michigan NIL collective. Yeah. Um, he's like, I've never been called Uncle T before. And he said Does that... Does he have any nieces or nephews? I don't. That I don't know about. So, I mean, is he being factually accurate? Like, if he has nieces and nephews and... Do they call him Uncle Tim or Uncle T? He said, quote, You I know, ne- my nephew, the one I'm going to see. Calls you Uncle T? Yeah. Oh, going oh. To go, going down. You know, he's, you have a close Harbaugh relationship with Jim Harbaugh. Give me 20. Give me 20. That would be a Time huge out. turn in this no case. No wonder you've been he's, backing him up all this time. He's at Butler. I'm going to Butler. Driving down to Butler tonight to watch Butler play tomorrow. It's a perfect, Michigan. It's a perfect Michigan. way to. I have. To say I swear to you, I have never We're contributed big anything. Game in Maryland, where Nothing. do you, where does Uncle T go? Butler. I'm not. I don't have. I'm a Butler. I have no connection to the Why Michigan. Why would I program. be a Butler if Zero. I'm not the Uncle T? I've never been to Michigan. Yeah. Smith says I've never heard that term. No one has ever called me that or referred to me as that. Um, he also said, "This is my favorite." Smith acknowledged that he has had contact with Connor Stallions <laughs> since the scandal broke. He said he reached out to see how Stallions was faring on a human level. But re- Do re- you know why he did that? Because he knows that there are telephone records that could connect the two if, in fact, those were sought. He reiterated that he was not involved in the scheme in any way. Seemed to know a lot about this story, Uncle T. Hey, Connor, how you doing? I just want to make sure Checking you're in okay. on you, see if you're doing all right. Where are you at this week? Are you on the sidelines of James Madison? They've got a big game this week. By the way, tell Partridge to destroy everything. We are in destroy mode. Destroy everything, you Connor. You have to light it all on fire inside the building. And get rid of all your vacuums, too. You only got a 2.8 rating. Go Michigan. Go Bloom. Uh, when we come back, we'll do a little something we like to call Florida or Ohio. Get ready to play the game that's sweeping the nation. Public drunkenness. Exotic animals. Dumb criminals. Random stabbings. Or maybe just some good old-fashioned debauchery. Everything's on the table. It's the Sunshine State versus the Buckeye State as we play Florida or Ohio. As always, listeners, feel free to play along at home. Right, Florida or Ohio is brought to you by 19 Crimes Wine. 19 Crimes is unapologetic by nature, disruptive by design, and believes obedience gets you nowhere, just like Uncle T. Check out the wine aisle and start to find the rules with 19 Crimes today. Just an update as well. I was checking in on Yurko. I did a, a well-being check. He's doing well. Everything's good. There's no black helicopters following him right now. So just uh, anyone who was Why would there be? Well, I mean, you know, we had the... His comments in the crosstalk? Yeah. Okay. 
All right, gentlemen. Man caught pooping on a dead possum in full view of the motoring public. What? <laughs> what? Man caught pooping on a dead possum in full view of the motoring public. He showed him, didn't he? Showed that possum. Um, that's probably on. Uh, that's U.S. Highway 1 going through Tampa. It's A1A. <laughs> it's A1A, baby. That's A1A By in way, Miami. Did you see the picture PB sent? Oh, yeah. I, I oh, think I'm going to send yeah. a now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send a bunch of other Uncle T pictures now, too. I think that's what we need to do. Uncle it's T. start a thread of just a bunch of Uncle T pictures. I'm looking for some more. Right, That's what I'm doing right now. Are you? I'm looking for some Uncle, Uncle T pictures. Jesus guy. PB hates my Michigan love. Do you know? Do you know how your phone knows people's faces? Yeah, the people really? who you take the most pictures mm-hmm. of. Yeah. So I have thirty-seven people who is list who are listed here that I could just click on and the, it will come up with a picture. It's it's me. It's my mom. It's uh, Braxton. It's Allie. It's Mason. And then there's Waddle. <laughs> there's Zetterman. There's Carmen. There's Abdallah. There's Jesse. There's Gene Greco. There's Yurko. There's Meller. There's Perry. There's Merkin. There's Cap. There's Burger. So, like, I could just click on the Waddle thing and get a bunch of Uncle T pictures. Click on the Waddle thing? The Your icon. Let's see. Oh, yeah? What are the pictures? Probably a lot of flattering like, stuff. Like, here's uh, Yurko giving you a massage. Oh, yeah. That's a good Uncle T picture. Yeah. I would be the one giving the massages, though, wouldn't it? If I was Uncle T, if I truly was Uncle Uncle T. You know the way Uncle Uncle T T works? Uncle T needs a little bit of love, too. Uh, Uncle T likes to get his back rubbed every now and then. He'll rub some back. scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Yes, that's Uncle T's. That's on his business card. Just a big old back scratch. He's a good Uncle T. By the way, I'm going back to Tampa. Oh, here we go. Tampa. I found the perfect Uncle T. I'm gonna. Can I tweet out this Uncle T picture? Let me see it. I'm tweeting this Let me out. See it? No. Do you want me to tweet out the picture of you at the ball game the other night? The picture at the ball game. Yeah, at the Bears game Thursday night. You sitting up there in the studio, up in the the booth. Don't look at me like you don't. Do you know want what me to send about. out the outtake from today's video? <laughs> no. No. Okay. That was a mistake. Uh, okay. Let me see the picture. Let me see. This was the third picture to come up. Yes! Yes, you can print. You can print that. <laughs> I knew you would let me. Yes. Man, there's Uncle T. There you go. This is this coming Uncle in T's on Twitter, everyone. Uncle T's in the house. <laughs> yeah, actually, my two nephews call me Uncle T. One's at Georgetown, one's at uh, Butler. I've never donated to either of those football programs either. Because you're donating to Michigan. So that's right, because Big Blue's getting all my cash. Is he gonna? Is he gonna uh, take this out on us though when he becomes Bears head coach? Do you think Jim Harbaugh's following either one of us on Twitter? Do you think Jim actually? Jim probably got a flip phone. I just tweeted. Did you? Would you like to answer the question? Was this Florida or Ohio? Oh the, no! I said A one A and it's South Beach. Okay. Like oh, I would say Fort Lauderdale. Okay, like in the Fort Lauderdale Burb area. I think the possum population is a plenty in Ohio. Although I feel like it'd be more served if he was actually taking the poss- the dead possum home for dinner. Then I would know it was Ohio. Right. Nevertheless, 
I'll still you say totally the Midwest. You totally look like a guy who could be destroying some computers in the Michigan football office as well, right there. I look like a handsome man right there. Of course you do, but I'm saying you I also was look much like younger. You, you look like you look very happy. Like you could have had a hand in some of the stuff that was necessary as well. That might be the biggest smile I've ever seen Jim yeah. Harbaugh have. Doesn't doesn't this look like a fake Jim Harbaugh? This looks like it would be a Jim Harbaugh impersonator the way right. he's dressed with, with and, and his smile and everything. Like, All he's missing are those glasses. I was AI nervous G- that day, boys. I was very <laughs> nervous going into this show. AI generated deep fake. I'll uh, close the loop on Florida, Ohio, and go with Ohio. Do you notice too how uh, I'm uh, Jim Harbaugh and I are looking at one camera, but Uncle T is staring right through us. Yeah, I'm he's, looking, pro- he's, he's looking behind you at uh, Connor Stallions. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm looking. Somebody's waving hundreds behind behind you. Hail By the way, Michigan. It took place in Clearwater, Florida. Yeah. A Tampa, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly, Waddle. You hit a home run there. Oh, that's what Uncle T does. Uncle T does. He doesn't hit doubles. He hits home runs. He cheats to win the game. He doesn't get walked, and then you know, I don't. I don't scream balk and just get seconds. I'm I'm clearing all the bases. We'll ask uh, Doug Kazarian about if the NFL is an issue with what the Bengals did. Does he like the Bears with the number? Uh, and what about Michigan? Could Michigan be ripe uh, for at least? A play with Maryland in the 19 because of the sandwich game here. Maybe looking past this game to Ohio State. Well, uh, Doc, talk to Doug Kazarian I coming up next. I was looking past something there as well.